Good evening, and welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. We are here today to talk about some of what has been going on as a result of the writer's strike. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week, where we have this issue where there is a good amount of the studio, well, I mean, two major studios are going, are, are making it seem like they intend to delay movies as a result of the writer's strike. And Disney already has started the process of moving some of these movies. So what I thought would be an interesting exercise would be to look at how these delays could happen and what impact that would have on the slate. So the movies that are being voiced, we have two studios who are talking about moving movies. We have Disney, we have Warner Brothers. Uh, for Disney, the movies that are being moved around are Magazine Dreams, Wish, Poor Things, Next Goal Wins, The Marvels, and that's it. The Marvels was a more recent edition, and the one I have listed here is a maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Uh, for Warner Brothers, it's Aquaman 2, Dune 2, uh, Dune Part 2, and The Color Purple. Um, now, the reason why I bring this up is we have all of these movies that could potentially be moving around. All these movies that could change. And how does that shift for the release slate? So far, we only have confirmation that one of them is actually moving, and that will be Poor Things. Poor Things was originally slated for September 8th um, and will be moving to, to December 8th. And the other thing with that is the the movie will be coming out um, on the same day that Magazine Dreams is currently slated for release. Uh, both of those movies are 20th century uh, distribution movies. I think 20th century um, or Searchlight did produce Poor Things. Um, but Magazine Dreams is independent, uh, as create as, and it was a Sundance movie that was acquired by Starlight, um, and they're not going to release those both on the same day. That would be stupid. Uh, so I think Magazine Dreams is also a foregone conclusion that's going to be moved as well. Um, and I think the reason why we haven't had a concrete decision yet is because they want to figure out what's going on with the Jonathan Majors situation, because if they think they can make a good Academy Award run they're going to move that closer to the Oscars so that way they can do a better four-year consideration campaign if they think he has a solid chance of winning. If they think Jonathan Majors' name has become too much of a detriment um, or they think that won't happen, then it can move somewhere else instead. I think that they're waiting for that response. That's why we didn't get the confirmation that Magazine Dreams is moving one way or the other. Um, as for the other movies, let's do Disney first. I think that Magazine Dreams, if they think it's going to have a good run, and I think it's going to have a solid chance of him taking home Best Leading Actor. Um, because that's the other thing, too, is I think Searchlight acquired that movie because they want to bring home that hardware for Jonathan Majors in advance of his, you know, his continuation as Kang the Conqueror in, um, in Marvel Studios for Kang Dynasty and so on and so forth. It, it would give them that leg up and be able to say, look, we have Academy Award winner Jonathan Majors as the bad guy in our new Avengers movie. It would help them out greatly um, to have him win that. If the situation's untenable and they can't say, okay, so he's definitely going to, you know, we can keep him on in the face of these allegations. Um, if they can't do that, then I think they move him, they move that movie further back and just dump it out because then it doesn't have an impact. And for those of you saying that, like, oh, well, it's different subsidiaries of Disney, Disney's known for their synergy. So I think that one's in flux. I think that if they can get to a situation where they can give uh, Jonathan Majors the the Oscar or get him into a situation where he can jockey in good position for it against probably um, Killian Murphy, 
um, from, from Oppenheimer and a few other. You know, I, I think there's a good chance that Paul Giamatti makes a solid run. I think Bradley Cooper can make a solid run. Uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio can make a solid run. But if he can have his name in that contention in a serious way and make, move past this um, offset situation, we're talking about like a sports thing, then I think they move it into January. If not, they move it into November, and it takes the slot of next fall wins. Um, or it moves into January. Um, Wish, I'm not entirely sure why they move Wish. Because I'm fairly certain that even if you're a SAG member, you can still promote animated movies. Because I don't think... Oh no, they can't. Um, the writers and the directors can. Because writers and directors of animation are covered by IOPSI, not by WGA, DGA. And also the DGA isn't striking. Um, but the actors are still SAG because actors will get residuals from an animated movie, but writers will not because they're IOPSI. Um, the animation guild is, is covered by IOPSI um, as part of their CBA. Um, so therein lies the, the big issue um, as to why this would probably get pushed. The situation with Wish is that we're headed into a very crowded um, early part of the year. Um, because there's a new Kung Fu Panda movie from DreamWorks that's probably going to do a good amount of money considering uh, The Last Wish from Puss in Boots. Um, there is Elio in March from Pixar, and Disney won't want to you know, step on each other's toes. Um, if Wish gets moved, that's going to be to January 2024. Um, or December. Uh, and I think the other thing is, that's going to be contingent on if The Hunger Games stays at its release date. If Lionsgate similarly decides to move the Hunger Games, then I think Wish gets moved too. Um, because and then and then the Marvel stays because it gives them a good runway for the Marvels to make a fuck ton of money. Um, if those both stay, then I think Wish and the Marvels can both end up moving um, because Wish I don't think is going to have the longevity if it's up against Week Two of the Hunger Games. Um, which is going to lead in a weird situation. So I think Wish, if it ends up anywhere, is going to end up in, in January 2024. Because I don't think they want Wish going up against Warner Brothers' entire slate that they have in December, so that could be a problem. Um, next goal wins, I think, moves to late December. I think it's a pretty easy one. That one just moves to late December. Um, I think Taika Waititi has, um, has, has a good pedigree behind this movie, and I think this movie could make a lot of money. Um, and I think they're just going to keep that, move it to December if they move it anywhere. Um, the weird thing comes in with the Marvels, because Marvel has their release slate that they need to somewhat keep reasonably intact because of the overarching story across multiple movies. Um, and they've already moved things around a lot. I don't think the Marvels... Like, obviously there's a situation where they just shift everything down. I don't think that's likely, only because I don't think they want to move Kang Dynasty out of that May slot. Marvel... Loves that May slot. And if you guys shift everything down a date, you end up moving things into places you don't want to move them to. They don't want Fantastic Four to move off that May slot. They don't want Blade to move into that May slot because that is too good of a slot for... I don't want to say too good of a slot for Blade, but Blade's an untested entity. They don't know how well it's going to do. They want to use Fantastic Four there, especially considering Fantastic Four is a Fox acquisition. And it's another example of... We've talked about this before... Disney wants to prove that the Fox acquisition was lucrative and they made money off of it, which is why when we got the announcement of Quantumania, it was announced at that time that Jonathan Majors was playing Kang the Conqueror. 
that was entirely for that. There's a reason why we've been seeing this slow influx of Fox characters and mutants and stuff like that, and it's because they want to show, look, we're making money on this acquisition. This acquisition was lucrative for us. So, to that end, they want to keep Deadpool in May, where it'll have a good run at the box office. They want to keep Fantastic Four in May, where it'll have a good run at the box office, and to, to start the summer off with a bang. They don't want to move... Um, and, and the issue is, too, it's like, well, we have this issue where the strike's going on longer and longer. Um, they may have to move these movies, and if that's the case, then they just shift everything down to release date, and you should be good, because the Marvels is in the can, ready to go. Deadpool's almost done. They're in post on on on, uh, on Brave New World. I don't know if they've shot anything yet for Thunderbolts. So if they move, like, I think there's a realistic scenario where they move the Marvels to May, and then move, um, what's it called, and then move um, Deadpool to December, um, move Thunderbolts to 2025, and then move, um, Captain America to the July slot, uh, or Captain America stays the same. I think that's a solid, that's a, a definite possibility. I think that the, the realistic scenario, assuming they can reach a deal, and, and that's going to be the big question here, is can they reach a deal on it in a time where they can get back into production on these other things? If they can reach a deal with this in mind, I think what they do is they move Snow White off its date and give the Marvels that March 22nd date. And then have the Marvels into March and then go right into Deadpool in May. I think that's a distinct possibility as well. But there are a lot of moving parts here that are, are kind of in flux. And if these moving parts don't quite work out the way that they logically should then you end up with this problem where it's like, I, I'm not 100% certain where you go. Um, but there are two possible scenarios, I think, in my head that they're looking at. I mean, three. Three is everything stays the same. Marvel comes out in, in November, and everything else goes as planned. And everything will change depending on how long the... Like, I think Disney's looking at this from the scenario of how, at what point in this do we have to say we won't be able to make these dates and everything's got to shift down. At what point do they say we'll be able to make some of these dates but not all of the dates and we have to shift some things down? And at what point do they say we can hit all of our dates as they are right now and not have to worry about anything? And I think that we're going to be rapidly hitting that wall. And then the issue becomes, well, how do we announce this in a way that, that doesn't look bad? Um, and I think the scenario is the longer the strike goes on, the more sympathetic SAG gets. And the the and and the WGA gets, and I think that that's not going to help them in this situation. Um, where it's like they can say we're moving because of the strike, but it's transparent that it's entirely their fault. Especially considering how transparent SAG and the WGA are about. Look, we want to negotiate. We don't want to be on strike, but they're just not coming to the table. Um, so it's just kind of one of those situations where it's like. They, they need to work this out, and the longer it takes them to work it out, and the, the longer the AMPTP drags its feet, the worse it gets for them in terms of when they can actually release these movies. Um, especially now that these companies are being publicly traded, it's going to not look great for them. I am curious about the, uh, at what point do these decisions have to be made. Um, now, as for Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers has their three movies that they're considering moving, and, and also Sony allegedly has um, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. I don't think that's coming out. I don't think they finished filming that. I don't think that movie comes out this year. Um, as for Warner Brothers, so they have three They have three movies they're considering moving. Aquaman, Dune 2, and The Color Purple. Um, I think The Color Purple, they move to January. 
Uh, I think that's an easy one. That's one they're going to expect to make an Oscar run. Um, and they want to have cast on hand and writers on hand to be able to get out there and promote this movie. Um, and they don't want them tied up in other things, and they want to be able to make an Oscar run. So moving that to January makes sense. Um, I think that the Dune Part 2 and the Aquaman situation is more than more an Aquaman problem and a wanting to market Dune Part 2. Um, and let, let's just put this out there. There was a report last week that said that they had already done multiple rounds of reshoots on Aquaman. At one point, they did reshoots to add in Keaton. At one point, they did reshoots to add in, in Ben Affleck. Now, allegedly, they've cut Ben Affleck because they don't want to promise something that's not going to happen. But apparently, they want to do more reshoots. The movie comes out in December. It is now July. It is the end of July. So the question is, how do you do those reshoots and have the movie be done and ready for December, especially if the strike goes into August um, or what's it called, or um, August or September. Because um, if you if you shoot the day that the strike is settled and the new contract is ratified, and, and say that's September 1st, and you do two more weeks of shooting, you're not getting anything into post until mid-September, and then you have to turn that around by, if it comes out December 20th, you have to have that turned around by early December. I don't know how good that looks, and I don't think that Warner Brothers can afford this movie to bomb the way The Flash did. So I think you want to delay that movie into February. Um, so that way you have as much time as possible to reshoot, retool, and have the movie look as good as possible. Plus this gives you a, 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 a DC release in 2024 that's not just Joker and not just Creature Commandos, um, and I think Waller as well on, um, on, H or on, on Max. Um, I think that what you do, if you're Warner Brothers... And I don't agree with this. Um, I'm looking at this from the perspective of what happened this past weekend. I think the the move of Dune Part 2 will be moving into December. I think, and as ironic as it is, that this is a Dune movie that they're going to do this with. I think Warner Brothers want, saw what happened this weekend with the Barbenheimer, you know, craze. Where both Barbie and Oppenheimer... Um, helped each other and synergized to the point where they ended up making way more money than either movie was projected to, where Barbie opens to 180 million and Oppenheimer opens to 80 million or 160 and or no, with 180 and 80. Um, no one anticipated that coming into the year. Um, and the reason why that worked is because it felt organic. It was in the middle of the summer and they were two movies from renowned directors who got to do exactly what they wanted in these movies, and both movies were fantastic. And I think the executives at Warner Brothers are looking at Dune Part 2 and Wonka, and they're like, well, here are two movies that are different from each other, have the same lead actor in Timothy Chalamet, and we can synthesize our own artificial Barbenheimer moment with Dune Part 2 and Wonka, and control both movies. Because Barbenheimer was universal with Oppenheimer and Warner Brothers with Barbie. So they're looking at this. This is, again, all speculation. I don't have any insider. I think they're looking at this, and they're like, oh, we can do, we can do that ourselves. 
and not have to cut in another studio. Because um, we'll just create the same situation. There are a few caveats to this and why this won't work. Number one, the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie are both really good movies. They're both among the best of the year, and I'll be shocked if they're not both in my top 10, if not top 20, if not top 10. Because I see a lot of movies. I've already seen about 50 to 60 movies this year. Um, I'll be very surprised if both those movies aren't in my top, top, you know, top 20. We'll, 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 we'll be generous at top 20. But I think one of them at least could end up in the top 10. Um, I don't think Wonka is that same level of quality based on the one trailer we've seen. I don't, th- I think that like, if we're going to equate the two, I guess that like Dune part two is the Oppenheimer and, and Wonka is the Barbie. I don't think that Timothy shall, I, I love Timothy Chalamet. I've, I've, I have yet to see him put in a bad performance. And I don't think his performance is bad based on the trailer we've seen for Wonka. What I think is the trailer we've seen for Wonka shows he's been miscast. Because, and I hate being the one to, to, to do this, Tom Holland would have been an excellent choice for young Willy Wonka. I don't think Timothy Chalamet is quite getting it right. It feels a little stilted. It feels a little forced. Again, love Timothy Chalamet. I'm looking very much to him, forward to him as, as Paul Atreides in, in Dune Part 2. Really excited for him to do Dune Messiah because I think he will eat that shit up. That said, I don't think he is quite right for Wonka. Um, I think that first image came out like last year or two years ago and he looked great. I don't think that 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 this is quite what it is. Like I don't think he's quite nailing it. I think that the tone is a little all over the place. I don't know quite what the movie's gonna be. And I think too, it's like that trailer is designed to kind of give us similar vibes to Barbie. I just don't think it works. Um, that said, Dune I think is very much in line with Oppenheimer with Nolan and with Barbie with Greta Gerwig, where it is a a movie that is. You know, it is a director telling a story that they feel deeply personally connected to and doing it at the the very height of the craft. Dune Part 1 back in 2021 was one of the best movies to come out that year. And it's because you can tell everywhere along this movie, everyone is 100% committed to making this movie great. The production design is fantastic. The, the, the score is the best score to come out in that year. Um, you know, the, the cinematography is just among some of the best. Um, all of the actors are doing fantastic jobs. The way the script is adapted from the book, I just re-listened to the book, is just, you know, some, like, it is one of the best adaptations of a, of a book of that length that I've ever seen. And, and, and it's just, Villeneuve is just a fantastic job the entire way up and down that movie. Um, I, I couldn't tell you who's directing Wonka. And I don't think that's necessarily a, you know, the, the, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but both Oppenheimer and, um, Barbie were from Greta Gerwig and from Christopher Nolan. They are directors who have a voice and a style and are doing something great. Wonka doesn't feel like that. I think the closest analog to Wonka at its best 
will be Cruella. Which is just an origin story about a character that may surprise and be among the best of this kind of movie. But it's not as good as, as, as an auteur going out and doing their thing. Um, and, and doing it to the best, like, the best of the craft. Um, and I think that that will, will, will do it too. The other issue is I, I think that it's a very different market around Christmas or in the lead up to Christmas than it is in the middle of summer. People are busier around Christmas and the movies that make a lot of money around Christmas are the movies that like, like, look, Star Wars is always going to do a fuck ton of money because it's Star Wars. Um, but other movies that have come out around that time and have done a lot of money are movies that have legs. Like, you, I don't think a double feature is as billable in mid to late December as it is in July. Like, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home had a fucking phenomenal opening weekend and then had legs because people are off work, people are off school. They have time to go and see this movie in the middle of the week. They have time to go see this movie again on the weekends. And that's the kind of thing. Um, also, I'm not 100% certain that you're not going to be able to replicate that in in that. And that's the thing, too. Is when you look at Star Wars, which did $200 million, when you look at Spider-Man, when you, which did $150 million in its opening week and $175 million, something like that, I don't quite think you get that same level of commitment to people going to see two movies. And and look, I'll be honest. Dune is a harder sell, I think, than the Barbie movie and then Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a... Um, what's it called? Oppenheimer is a biopic about the guy who created the atomic bomb. And it's being done by Christopher Nolan. Who people know from The Dark Knight. They know from Inception. They know from Dunkirk. To a lesser extent, I think Dunkirk didn't quite do as much. Um, and, and they know from, you know... Tenet to a lesser extent. They know from... All of these other movies, like Christopher Nolan is the intro film bro director, and that's not me disparaging him. It's he's like if you ask your 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 parent to name a director, it's gonna be like Quentin Tarantino. It's gonna be you know a director who's working now. It's gonna be like Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, maybe now Greta Gerwig. My mom is now familiar with Greta Gerwig because of um, uh, TCM because she was desk programming. But I it, it's he's a director as a household name. Um, Villeneuve does great work, and he he hasn't yet to make a bad movie. He did Sicario, he did um, Arrival, he did uh, Doom Part 1, he did uh, Blade Runner 2049. He doesn't have a bad movie in his filmography, but he has yet to hit that mainstream status. Um, and look, let's be fair. I, I don't think Greta Gerwig quite had that going into Barbie. Like they're, 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 the 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 people who know movies know who Greta Gerwig is, but I don't think she was household name by any stretch of the imagination. The closest she had was Little Women. I think Little Women was probably a bigger hit and had more viewer. And 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 also I think Lady Bird was also probably bigger than you know Arrival. I think in terms of people finding it out, finding out about that movie. Um, but again, we have this issue where it's like, all right, so, you know, I think that that's not, and, and Dune's a hard sell and Dune part two is a hard sell for people who hadn't seen Dune part one. I think Wonka is more crowd pleasing. I think Wonka is more, you know, open and, and more available to, to, to the general audience. 
And I think that that's also why, but I think, too, it's like Oppenheimer is an easier sell than Dune Part 2 is. And I think Barbie is an easier sell than Wonka is. And I think that this is not going to work for them. Again, this is only speculating, but I think there's a chance they try this. I think there's a legitimate chance that they try this. Um, and, and it's not confirmed yet, but I think there's a solid chance that Warner Bros. is going to give this give this the old college try to be like, well, we need to make back the money that we've lost this year. Shazam flopped. The Flash flopped. Like, Barbie's going to make back some of it, but we want to make more money on that. And if we can do a Barbenheimer type thing that, you know, more people are are are, um, are going to see and it's only us and it's not another studio, then, then fuck, let's do that. And I think that that's kind of why it's like, oh, Doom Part 2 might move and Aquaman might move. And, and I think that's the other reason why you move, um, what's it called? You move the color purple. And I think that they move the color purple and say, oh, it's so we can do an Oscar run on the movie. But it's also because if you move the color purple to, to later in the year, uh, or early next year, that gives you more room for these two movies to really make a lot of money. Because Aquaman, I think that they're, they're cutting their losses on it. If we dump it out in February or we dump it out later, it's like, all right, fine. That we'll, you know, we'll make some money back on that. Um, but I think that that's entirely what this comes down to is I think they want to, I, I think they want to synthesize a, 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 you know, a Wonka part two or a, a wound or Donka. Like, I, I think that that's what they're hoping to do. Is, is get to create their own version of that. And if there's one thing we've learned from Dune, it's if you have something that happens naturally and you try to synthesize an artificial version of it, it will turn out badly for you. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. Um, and I just figured it'd be, it'd be a fun thought exercise to, you know, to game out how some of these things could happen. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today. Um, our next episode of this, we'll be doing the backlog files. We'll be doing that on Thursday um, or Friday. We'll do it later in the week, and it will be a, uh, a discussion of we're going to do uh, a Bug's Life for the PlayStation One, and we're going to because it's been on my mind lately a Bug's Life, and we'll be doing um, what was the other big one? Uh, Pokemon Pinball of Ruby and Sapphire in that same episode. Uh, in terms of beware of spoilers, um, let me take a quick look at something. And while that loads, we are definitely doing Secret Invasion on, um, what's it called? On Beware of Spoilers on Thursday. Tomorrow, we will be doing, uh, in the evening, definitely going to be doing, um, what was that? What was that movie? Haunted Mansion. We're doing tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. We're going to do an advanced screening or an early access screening of Haunted Mansion, which I think it says a lot that, you know, Haunted Mansion is not quite, uh, <laughs> getting the, um, what's it called, is not getting the, the full, what's it called, treatment that, um, you know, other movies did. Um, hold on one second, I got a few emails. Okay, so one thing has an embargo that I'm not 100% certain on. I would assume it means the 24th, not the 27th, um, but I'll have to email and, and ask, um, just want to clarify before I break street date on that, I'll be watching that tonight, um, and we will also be doing Star Trek at some point in the near future, I gotta catch up on that, 
Um, and then we also have, um, what was the other big one? Um, I bet there's something else that's happening. Oh, the end of Secret Invasion, I think I talked about that. And, uh, the, the last, or the first Slam Dunk is a, a movie, uh, we're doing on Friday. Um, so we got a bunch of stuff coming out on Beware of Spoilers. But until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.